children of all ages, welcome to Bulls on Tap. I am your boy Buzz, and I am joined by my guy, Goose, a.k.a. Bulls Scripted. And we are here after a 125-119 loss to the New Orleans Pelicans. God, man, is that hurt? I don't know why that just hurts to say, and I'm irritated. But before we get into the irritation, be sure to go on tapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Following us on Twitter at Bulls on Tap, following my dude Goose at Bulls Scripted, following me at Buzz on Tap, and following at On Tap Sportsnet. Goose, one twenty-five, one nineteen. Me and you haven't been on the mic in like about a week. So we took like the little Super Bowl weekend there off, and you know. We come back. Well, then the Bulls didn't play until Thursday. Right? Yeah. I mean, it was. I mean, we probably should have talked trade deadline, but we'll we'll get to that. There was (laughs) no need to talk about it. No, you know what gets me is um, before we get into this just terrible ass game, we'll get into the presser that took place today. We'll get into the trade deadline. You know what gets me is um, I I guess when I was younger, I appreciated like you know the the mock trades. You know, where you can go on the on the trade machine and mess around a little bit and you'd make something cool that you felt proud of and then you'd display it for people to see. Now I just I get pissed off when I see this because I know ain't shit going to happen. Nothing's going to change. Nothing's going to happen. But uh, I, I saw a lot of stuff from, you know, Fad Young to the Clippers rumors for Mo Harkless to Denzel Valentine going to play over with the 76ers to D'Angelo Russell. Possibly joining the Chicago Bulls. It was all shit. And I'm all irritated. The the D-Lo one you knew was shit. Um, The Clippers did trade for Marcus Morris, which shows they were looking for a 3-4 hybrid kind of big body um, that could probably give LeBron some time off. Um, They went more offensive, which probably makes more sense for their team with Patrick Beverly, Kawhi, PG, um, the offensive option probably is a better fit for the Clippers and Morris than that, although he's been shooting pretty good for three for, you know, what he's been asked to do. So I'm not – I can't be mad about not trading Thad. That just means that nobody offered a first-round pick, and I wouldn't take anything less than a first-round pick for Thad. I don't think that is bad. I think what the coach is asking Thad to do is bad. Um, what what were you your feelings on the trade deadline outside of now the Bulls are guaranteed to get nothing for Denzel Valentine? I felt bad for Denzel, I guess. As far as like the Thad thing goes, I, I guess it's just me. I wouldn't give a first up for Thaddeus Young, but that's just me, and I don't know. I mean, even a contender. If you're picking twenty six to thirty, that's if, that's the kind of pick that that would have been. You know, I no, you're probably right. That's probably might what it what he would have went for. I mean, I wouldn't as a GM just because like, you know, maybe, I don't know. I'm not, you know, me and I'm not like the biggest Thad young guy. He's, he's been struggling a lot this year. Just, and that's again, that's due a lot to what the coach has been asking him, but I'm like looking at stats and stuff like that. I don't know how much other teams are keeping up with the bulls around the league. I mean, (laughs) why why the fuck would you, but you know, it, uh, I was upset to see Denzel not get shipped out of here. And that was more so for Denzel, I guess. Because I, I think that he could be a rotational piece. I mean, the guy brings spacing, a little bit of playmaking, and like I said, you know, like we've said countless times on the show, he could shoot the rock pretty decent. So um, to see the Bulls probably risk to lose him for nothing, a lottery pick, kind of just sucks. So if uh, Doug McDermott can be a rotational piece for the Indiana Pacers making $7 million a year, 
Denzel Valentine could be a rotational piece for somebody on expiring rookie contract. I agree with that. So, I, um, I, I guess the, I I guess like the reason I'm so mad, just in the in the get go is. I think because I knew what they were going to say. Like, I knew what Paxson was going to say, and I guess that kind of leads us right into this presser. I just kind of knew what Pax was going to say, and I think the, another reason I get really mad is because I've always been on the fence about that whole fire Gar Pax thing. Like, I, I wasn't, like, carrying the flag. You know what I mean? Um, I thought that they draft, they've always drafted pretty well. Um, I, I think you felt the same way, if I'm not mistaken. Um, no, that's really the only thing that's defensible about their tenure um, is they do draft well. Right. So, I mean, like, I guess I, I, I guess I could say that you probably never really carried that flag either. Um, just, I, I guess I was indifferent to it, but after, like, the rebuild had started, you know, and they, I was very happy that they picked a lane and they decided to do all that, but enough is enough when it comes to the same bullshit excuses time in and time out. I mean, this team has been injured since fucking Derrick Rose. <laughs> you know, I mean, honestly. And we still have the same medical staff. In and point. that's exactly what I was going to allude to. Like, has anybody ever looked into that? I, you know, like, so that's one thing that just kind of, like, just rubs me the wrong way. But, like, for him to come out today during his presser and, and, and say, well, we didn't make any moves because we don't know what we have. Well, my, I mean, honestly, brother, how long are you going to fucking sit here and say that? If you can't keep everybody on the court, you can't just keep using that excuse. You're paying a man $27.5 million fucking dollars to sit on your bench in Otto Porter Jr., who you traded for a year ago, who just consistently gets hurt, only appeared in 24 games, and then you doing your Sherlock Holmes detective work, just go on his Instagram to see the dude's fucking doing the Dougie at a club. That doesn't look good. And I wish we could, you know, ask some of those questions at a presser. Like, I mean, you know, or some of the questions that probably right that nobody asked. I mean, there's just so many different things that rub me the wrong way, and I think that's why I'm so irritated and pissed off today. Is I knew what he was gonna say. I know a lot of other people will say that. Oh, we knew what he's gonna say. It's like, yeah, of course. I mean, that's just an easy thing to say. But I, I, I figured this was what he was going to say. I figured that this is the route that they were gonna choose to go, and I disagree with them not trying to make a move on Thad or make a move on Denzel Valentine. I don't think they worked hard enough because I think they wanted to use the same narrative they used time and time again. Yeah, I mean, as fans, the only thing we can hope for at this point is, I don't know, can I say the word that starts with the T? Tank? Um get the best percentage possible, start Kobe White, add a silver lining to this season. Um, he's the last healthy piece that we really want to see development from. Start him and Hutch, make up an injury for Zach, let him sit out the rest of the season like everybody else of value on this team is doing because of injuries that are either recent or lingering or never existed. I don't know. I... I'm starting to just hope that they realize that hiring Jim was a massive mistake and that firing him and trying to fix it this season would mean their job. So they were going to see if they bought themselves this season, fired Jim, 
and got lucky in the lottery and were able to just push it all under the bed again. Um, and maybe that's what happens. That's a scenario where... Oh, you're 100% on point there, dude. Everything <coughs> that you just said, I would call you fucking, you know, Goose Adamus. That might be it. That might be what happens, you know, with nothing changing. And No, yeah, nothing will change. I mean, if Jim's gone and they bring a new presence in, like Catman has alluded to, um, I, I think that's kind of the silver lining that we have to hope for at this point. I agree with you. I, I, if Cap is right, and I think I even saw Mike McGraw put something from the Daily Herald. I think he alluded to some sort of major change taking place as well. I don't know if him and if he was just going off of what Cap says or McGraw has a, a source himself, but I, I, I've seen you know two people now say that major changes are coming. I... Did you see Cowley's Lowry marketing thing? Quote from Lowry, yeah. Yeah, I did. So I saw that earlier today at work, and that's something else that uh, Paxson kind of touched on in the press conference. He did not use, you know, he obviously he didn't call Joe out by name because Joe was there um, during Paxson's presser. Uh, he uh, just said during the presser that he has not heard anything from Lowry or his team that Lowry doesn't want to be there. Well, do you think we're fucking stupid? Jim, I mean, honestly, do you think that we're you're just going to come out and say, oh, yeah, I heard something. I don't want him here or he doesn't want to be here. Like we know he's going to we know Jim's going to try to deflect because that's what he that's what he does. Or I'm sorry, John Paxson's trying. I, I'm running the two together because of the stupid. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. But, uh, you know, I of course, he's not going to say anything. I really didn't want to hear that today. Um, I really didn't want to see that Joe Colley quote from whoever his source is stating this because I, I'm a Lowry Marketing fan, dude. I was I was excited when we drafted the kid. I think that he could be a really, really good player. I think that Paxson and his presser alluded to things that, you know, Lowry was disappointed in his play. He wanted, um, you know, he, he needs the offense to, ch- to tailor a little bit more to him, which it should. You shouldn't make Lowry a catch-and-shoot seven-footer. He's so make much, a seven foot Dougie. Right, he's so much more than that. I but I, to you know to go back to this quote, I wouldn't be surprised, Goose. Honestly, I, would you be? Because I I know I wouldn't be surprised. <sighs> it hurts. I, it, yeah, man. I I mean I I didn't have I had a good day to start the day. I I may have got a new job. I might be a sleazy car dealer here. Um, I would love you selling a car, dude. You have the voice, it, you have the the very, voice for it, bro. In the very near future? No, yeah, I got a feeling I'll be selling some Chevys and some and some Beamers. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, <laughs> you're not allowed to lose it like that. I mean, now I'm losing my train of thought. Um, so the day started like that, and I was also supposed to get a new car today. So I was actually watching the game, which we are going to get to. Eventually. Uh, in the car on the ride to El Paso, Illinois, which is like 120 miles from Rockford. So it was good cruise. Uh, it's all straight, so it's not bad. But I get there. I've already had them drop the paperwork. They're just supposed to be detailing the car, fixing these few little things. And I get there, and my girlfriend points out that 
the aftermarket bumper that was put on this car, the rubber piece is now coming off, and all you can just see is glue. And I'm like, I don't want the car anymore. Um, so then I drove 120 miles home without my new car. And then watching the Bulls just killed me. So I'm in a state of I don't know right now. You're just in a state of, like, I can't fucking take any more bad news? No, yeah, I mean, obviously, the job's good. Uh, yeah, absolutely, congratulations. Uh, Kobe White did have nine assists tonight with only two turnovers. That's There's a silver lining there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, so, well, there's, there's some positives we can take out of here to keep a smile on our face and not look like we're depressed even though we're dying on the inside. Um, but, yeah, this... This whole situation with the front office, ownership has to realize that they do have talent here. And the drafting that they have done with the picks that they've had are solid. They're not stars. Zach Levine's the closest thing you got to a star. Lowry could be. Maybe Kobe is. Wendell, maybe. You know, they're all young enough where you can add that maybe on there. But you need to put them in the hands of people that know what the hell to do at this point. Because if we don't get lucky in the lottery and get a top two or three pick, somebody's going to have to turn into that player. And I just don't think this coaching staff, medical staff, training staff, any of them have proven that that's something they can do in the recent past here. No, I agree with you on that. I agree with you on that for sure. And one more thing from uh, Paxson's presser that I just want to touch on regarding Lowry Markinen was – he said that Lowry Market and Zach Levine, he believed that they were cornerstones, right? So, I mean, that's that's a pretty bold statement, and that's a, a pretty bold sense of belief into two players, right? You call two players a cornerstone of a franchise, that's big shit for those two players. Like, hey, man, you know, the, the ball is yours, run with it. Um, what cracked me up about that is uh, he... You said that today? Yeah, he said that he thought that Zach Levine and Lowry Markin and what was it, Cornerstones? He said something. They're very important, but it, it was something like that. I, God, was it Cornerstones? I got to go back and watch it now. I know, I know. It was, I have, I have a couple beers in me, but not like fucking crazy. But I remember it was something like that. They wanted, like, they were very important parts, you know, franchise parts. But okay. right. building was, blocks, right? Building blocks, whatever. He, uh, he said that he believed that they can be, and. Then he proceeds to say that Lowry Markkinen has the talent. It's their job to unlock it. That was the part that fucked me all up. Because (laughs) what the hell have you seen for the first half of the season that Markkinen was playing that you were unlocking anything? If anything, you rapunzeled his ass. You locked him in a tower. Yeah, I'd made a tangled reference because that shit's at my house all the time. But, like, you Rapunzel his ass into a tower, and you left him there, and he couldn't fucking flourish. And then, look what you've done. Look what you have done. You have literally beat him down, going to your tweet earlier about him, you know, being a family guy. Like, you know how I'm saying that? No, you quoted just, that. A family he just, guy. Lives he sleeps and drinks basketball right. and family. Like, that's all Lowry lives for. And, and, uh, and, and obviously, he does environmental stuff, too, but... You took that away from him. You literally no. made him a shell of himself. You're making him feel like Darko Milicek. Like, he's oh, going to just want to go back dude. to Finland and... Buy a farm. <laughs> like, yeah, like no. Like Darko. <laughs> That's what they did. Like, you know, I, dude, 
I'm, You're taking the soul out of the man. Right. And I'm, I'm so that's got to change. But the fact that he said that shit, that, that was a fireable offense to me right away. Like, if I'm Michael Reinsdorf and I watch that shit and I've been paying attention, um, if I'm Michael or Jerry, I'm, I'm calling Pax up and be like, listen, bud, it, 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 pack your shit. I appreciate what you did for the franchise back in the day. You made some good draft picks while you were here. But the state of denial that you're in and this yeah. underhand, like, incompetence, yeah, you got to go. You got to go. But that, that's all I have on the packs and presser. I don't know if you have anything else you want to add to that before we actually get into the game here. No, I think we can cap off uh, all the extras there. But not like there's really much to talk about in this game. No, no, there's really not. So the Bulls, again, they went down 125 to 119. Um, Believe it or not, they actually shot halfway decent. They shot uh, about 49.5% from the field, 44% from three. Uh, The Bulls took more free throws tonight than the Pelicans did. They had 23. The Pelicans had 19. The Bulls made 14 of their free throw attempts. They were out-rebounded by five. Uh, the assists is a glaring, glaring hole here. The Pelicans had 38 assists on 49 made baskets, dude. Bulls had 25 on 46. Uh, Bulls turned the ball over 16 times. Pelicans 21 times. Points in the paint was dead even at 62. Largest lead for the Pelicans was 27. For the Bulls, it was 7. So, yeah, I mean, those are your team stats brought to you by who gives a shit. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> other than that, I mean, the, the Pelicans are shooting lights out. We absolutely. do not perimeter to defense anymore. Chris Dunn is gone. Um, Felicio and Cornette are not helping in the paint either. It's not like they're stopping anybody. So our defense is just wide open right now. You throw Zach Levine right in the middle of that, who, though, has improved, is probably in just I don't fucking care mode anymore. Because, like that a little bit tonight. Because this season is over. Yep, he got his 22 points, 30 minutes, and he was probably like, yeah, Jim, this game's over. I'm not going back in. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> I can't blame him at this point. I know Zach's more professional, and he you know, wouldn't go quite that route with uh, his wording, but this is... Zach's body language has changed, man. Going back to that Raptors game, and then look at tonight. Tonight, you could tell Zach didn't have that extra pep in his step. And then you go back to the Raptors game on Sunday when Jim called the timeout for a learning experience for Adam Makoka, who ended up getting stuffed on the fucking play that Jim drew up because Jim's a high, an idiot. Coaching-wise, Jim is a nice guy. Hey, no, I want to throw that Makoka out. Makoka had 15 points on six, six shooting in five minutes tonight. That was a very good learning moment for his development. Oh, he should fucking start then, huh? <laughs> I mean, not the fact that it was garbage time, but, you know, just just fucking start. Hey, I'll, I'll give him credit, though. Dude hit fucking three three-pointers. He, I mean, he well, no, he was cooking. He, he was, was having cooking. a good time. Him and Kobe were having a good time. Yeah, that I was mean, cool. I'm, I'm, all for, I'm all willing to give that shit a shot. Start them both. Fuck it. You know, honestly, start them both. I don't, at this point, I don't give a shit. No, yeah, Zach's got tendonitis in his old ACL after uh, the three-point contest. He's going to be out for the rest of the season. Otto Porter has partycitis. Um, Should be back March 1st. Yep. Lowry, uh, he's got a slight case of the Darkos. And he's looking at the farm. He, he, needs, he, and he just needs some time with his family away from Jim Boylan. Uh, Jim, do not try to follow Lowry to Finland again this offseason. Um, 
he's going to call the police on you. Yeah. Um, uh, another guy that was hot tonight was fucking Ryan Archie Diacono, man. Five for six, 13 points, four uh, that four boards. That one three was deep in Jim's lap. Yeah, that was deep. <laughs> I, ha- I, I have to do this because this guy is always on Twitter, and I, I have to, I just have to do this little shout out for him. It's it's Seville Bulls fan, and his two favorite guys are Ryan Archie Diacono and Adam Makoka. Everybody he, else on this roster can get fucking traded in his eyes. He, he had to be having the best night of his he, life. This he did. I guarantee he had the best fucking night of his life tonight, and that's the only I want to shout him out real quick because at least he picked a lane and he stays in it. <laughs> like, <laughs> those two are the shit to him. He's all about it. Ride that fucking momentum, buddy. Ride that momentum. So I, I, I give credit where credit's due there uh, to Seville Bulls fan. If you want to hear nothing but Ryan Archidiacono, Adam Makoka, hot takes and Chicago Bulls suck takes, that, that's your follow. That That's your follow. Um, our dude, Hutch, did pretty good tonight. Um, he had 16 points, uh, 6 of 14 from the field. But, man, if he starts finishing around the rim a little bit, dude, that kid's going to be a fucking problem. Yeah, I mean, Hutch clearly has the tools. That first dunk that he had tonight on the break, oh, so I nice. felt like he almost took off from the free throw line. Like, he flew. Um, so, I don't care about his age. I think he's scratching the surface in terms of NBA experience. Um, and for me, at this point of the season, him and Kobe, until people come back for in- injuries, are really the only two players I'm interested in watching. Right. Yeah, I'm... I'm kind of with you on that, too. Um, I really enjoyed how Hutch has played since he's uh, been getting the minutes here. Um, moving over into the Pelican side of the ball, I, dude, I am just so impressed with uh, Lonzo Ball's play, and I know it gets a lot over, a lot of the time overshadowed by Zion Williamson, but it was kind of cool to hear Stacy even talk about Lonzo. Lonzo's adjusted his shot since being in the league, and it's really paid off for him, as you could tell. And the dude is just such a badass point guard. That's a guy that I would love to have play with Lowry Markin, and I, I stick by that statement. I think that he's kind of uh, kind of did what Chris Dunn did, if you look at it, not in the styles of play, but in the in the style of mentality. They both kind of embraced who they are and what they need to be, and it's worked out for them both this season. And Lonzo, I've watched a lot of Pelicans basketball just because I do like Lonzo, and uh, he had nine points tonight, three for five. All everything came from downtown, ten assists. I mean, the dude's a fucking beast. You know, he's really embraced his role. I really like the way that he's playing. Um, this this Pelicans team is sneaky good if they could stay healthy. I mean, they are, and I'm you know they have a lot to be excited about in New Orleans. They have an All Star, which I'm not sure how the fuck he did it because they're under 500. But they have an All Star in Brandon Ingram. <laughs> uh, but he's you know <laughs> he's a good player, um, and then of course Zion. Dude's got tremendous bounce pep in his step seems like he doesn't miss a lot of shots <laughs> with that, that, that little battle between him and Thad tonight was kind of fun though it was yeah it back very forth, good in the like, first half uh yeah it went back and forth pretty much all night i definitely think zion won uh decisively but that definitely used some veteran moves on him and gave him some trouble in some spots right right i agree you know i mean i that was a good matchup to watch but they, they have a lot to be, you know, like I said, excited about 
in uh, New Orleans. I mean, the young talent that's there right now, the fact that they already have a uh, an all star in, in Brandon Ingram is oh, awesome. you got you know they have JJ a, Redick. Yeah, they do. They got JJ Redick too. I mean, he's you know very good shooter. This might be the first season he misses the playoffs. I know. I, I remember hearing that. I, I was I was just so shocked by that to be honest with you. Um, I really don't have much else to touch on in this game because nothing really went the Bulls' way, and I think that we kind of highlighted everything that did, and we had a good laugh about it. Um, you have anything else about this game? Nah, man, we touched on a lot of stuff. Game-related, not game-related. Yeah. I don't know I, I don't know that I can say I'm looking forward to the next game. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm not really either. And that, that'll be Sunday, guys. Sunday, the Bulls are playing the Philadelphia 76ers uh, in Philly. Starts at 5 o'clock Central Time. And the Bulls have a 23.7% chance to win this game, according to the matchup predictor. Uh, it's going to be a problem. It's Are they shitting Embiid and Simmons? <laughs> I don't think so. Neither of them are on the injury report. So I think that we see them both, and I think that we get absolutely fucking smashed. Um, Bulls aren't playing good basketball right now, and they're going up against a team that's starting to find a rhythm. They're 31-20. and 20. Philly's got a good young roster. they got a you know good young core of players, so... So hopefully the Bulls can come out, and it's going to have to be a Zach Levine show. I mean, that's basically what it's going to come down to. Not having Chris Dunn is going to be hard in this game, too. I'm sure Hutch is probably going to get tasked with guarding Ben Simmons much of the night. And uh, Let's start Kobe. I agree with that. Put Kobe in the starting lineup, and then have uh, we're going to see a lot of Flacio against Embiid. I'm very excited for that matchup as well. Oh, I just I just love the Flacio. Big Chris. <laughs> I'm big. I, I I'm a big Chris fan. I've actually I'm ordering a jersey. Um, um, but you got to get it with his name on a different team because that's who he plays for every night. Yes, you get any other team in the league, but Cristiano Felizio doesn't play for the Bulls. He plays for everybody else. Oh God, he's one of Jimbo's boys. I'll tell you that much. I got thirty fucking minutes tonight. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, that's all I have, man. You got anything else, Dad? No, that's no. <laughs> I, I, I gave all I had to this podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Oh man, try to hang in there with us. Everybody, be sure to go to ontapsportsnet.com for your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Following us on Twitter at Bulls on Tap, following Goose at Bulls Scripted, following me at Buzz on Tap, and following at Ontap Sportsnet. We'll be back Sunday after the Bulls play the 76ers. <laughs>